Oren B. Andy G. How's it going, mate? Yeah, not too bad, A eh? Busy, busy weekend at work, but I apologise for the late start to the podcast for this episode, mate, because this, <laughs> this is the price you pay for having the toddler sleep in your bed and your studio being your wardrobe in your bedroom. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah kind of can't <laughs> stand in here shouting away and laughing until she's fast asleep because she does sleep pretty well and I can make a bit of noise once she's gone. And she's gone and now I'm here. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry to keep you waiting. No, it's all good. I'll, I'll, I'll be like your uh, toddler, mate. I'll be. I won't be far gone by the time we finish this tonight. <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been anyway? Good. Yeah, pretty good. Yep. Yep. I had a, oh, a bit of a bit of a stomach bug during the week, but that's gone. But oh, unfortunately, bugger. now Blake's got it. He's he's a uh, bit bit crook today. So mm. yeah. Well, doing the rounds is it? It's going around the school, is it? Well, it's. Uh, you know, I had it during the week, but then I went away. And then uh, Chloe had her birthday sleepover on Friday night with a whole bunch of her friends here, and oh, yeah. one of her friends that came here decided to start spewing about 9 o'clock. Oh, brilliant. And then uh, by 11 o'clock, we decided it was time for her mum to come pick her up, take her home, because she was spewing. So, Oh, you're nice. Isn't that nice when other people's kids spew in your company? And I think that's yeah, yeah, that happened to you when you were looking after my kids once. It was, yep. Your daughter spewed all over the floor, and I had to clean it up. And it was a power chunder too, if I remember rightly. Horrible <laughs> all over oh, the floor. Oh shit! <laughs> That's right. Yeah, no, I apologise for that. Um, <laughs> it was years ago, mate. It was years a while ago. ago. You could probably still smell it though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that kid smell. That kid chunder smell. Oh. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's do it. Gives you the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, it does. Two, three, four, five, down the tools, up the mic. A dreamy guy, a radio guy, two best mates chatting on the fly. We're musos, we're dads, we're completely the same. We'll yarn about anything, it's all fair game. One hits nails and one nails hits. We'll review good beers and just shoot this sh- We're R&B and Andy G And this is Tradio, Tradio What are we on? Episode 40 Holy moly Yeah, and my camera's just decided to crap itself again Good <laughs> start <laughs> Alright, there we go Fact- Time for a laptop upgrade, mate Well, this is it um, It seems like the camera's starting to have enough of things uh, So we managed to get, what, 30 I see it's gone again now So we managed to get, I think it was like episode 35 when it started playing up Yeah Yeah, so I don't know what it is I mean, this, this laptop have, have you tried, like, punching it? Have you tried just like, <laughs> um, Can't you piece of crap? <laughs> it's probably a software issue, eh? Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's quite funny though, because I mean, it's supposed to be a decent camera, but it's 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 quite grainy. It's not it's not the flashiest. I mean, yours is pretty clear. So, do you, do you yeah. use an external camera, or have you got the laptop camera going? No, it's just a laptop one, and yeah. it's uh, this was a freebie. This computer too. Oh, was that three? It was uh, when we changed power companies. They said you change for two years and you get something for free. And mm. I know I needed a laptop at the time, and they had one as one of their giveaways. So I ended up with a free laptop. Well, I wasn't free because uh. you ended up paying for power for two years. But <laughs> yeah, I was trying, trying to remember what you'd gone for, eh? Because uh, one of my colleagues was talking about that recently. How she was thinking about joining uh, this power company and. She was thinking, oh, I might get the TV. And I said, it's actually worth it because my mate actually got a free appliance. And I couldn't remember if you'd got the fridge, the TV, or the laptop. But, yeah, it was uh, the laptop. Was it worth it? Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, it should. No, we're up to like a year. I oh, know, it must have been three years ago or more. Mm. Did that. So, well, yeah. and still going strong. Oh, that's Touch good. Wood. <laughs> yeah, well, there's not a lot wrong with my laptop. It just seems the camera is the only thing that's the problem. 
Hasn't that, done it since you flicked the, flicked the camera, though. Yeah, no, it's crazy. <laughs> might have yeah. fixed it. Yeah, might have. Anyway, we'll just sort of roll with it. But anyway, episode 40. Dude, we have done 40 episodes of Tradio, and um, I, it's just nuts that this year is like the second anniversary of Tradio as well. God, is it? Yeah. It is too, yeah. Yeah. So it's anyway. time go, mate. Yeah, just flying by, eh? Uh, anyway, so, yep, kids asleep, ready to do some podcasting, and um, I, I've got some great news to share with you, mate. I, I know I've got three kids, but I had my first baby at work recently. Oh yeah, so you yeah. delivered one on the phone, did you? I did, yeah. I delivered a oh, baby yeah. on the phone. It was it was fantastic. It was actually quite neat because uh, you know the dad had called up and he was obviously quite worried because the baby hadn't hadn't quite come out yet, and so we just gave him the instructions he needed. And then it was uh, quite a quick birth. Suddenly, baby's born. Everyone's happy. It was it was just so textbook. It was brilliant. Oh, um, yeah. And you know, it's, it's a good feeling for me too because that that's a milestone for any call handler that works at St John. Is yeah. That, um, if they, they have a baby. And uh, finally, Sweet. you know, after six months, had my first one, little girl. So I uh, can't seem to uh, bring boys into the world. <laughs> um, anyway, fantastic. And here's the thing, though, is because we have ID, we wear ID, um, uh, what's the word for it? Um, ID necklaces, I suppose, is the word for it. Um, yeah. Lam, lam, what do you call them? Lan, lanikins, lanyards, lanyards. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, so we wear, yeah, ID lanyards. That's what I'm looking for. And basically, <laughs> we get sent what we call a stork pin. So it's like a stork, which is the bird that uh, supposedly in myth delivers babies. Yeah. Uh, we actually get a pin with um, a stork on it, and that is the. That is the icon for this call handler has helped a baby come into the world. So I'll be getting that in the post soon, I think. Oh, sweet. I thought it might have been when you get your first stalker or something. <laughs> well, there's a few that call, yeah. yeah this, is, this is why we don't tell callers our names. Yeah, that's right. That's a good idea. Mm. Keep that one a secret. Yeah, we just don't know who you're going to meet. So, yeah, little girl. And um, that was last, it's been last Thursday, I think. Yeah. So how's the job been going? Yeah, it's going all right, eh? It's just a really yeah. busy weekend this weekend. I mean, there's only so much I can say, but uh, yeah, very busy. Um, what did I do today? I took 100 calls today. There's a lot of festivals and stuff on, though, I suppose, eh? Yeah. So there might have been a lot of drunks and a lot of well, fights. And- I personally didn't take any calls like that today. Yeah. Yeah, but you, you always get it, eh? I mean, every weekend there's a different festival on, but uh, yeah, of course you always get yeah. calls like that. And um, yeah, but no, very busy this weekend. And uh, obviously, you know, that's just uh, a, f- a few hundreds to, you know, a couple of thousand people helped, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm happy. So how, how, many, how many calls, like... Say on like on an average day, how many calls come into the centre? Do you know like how well, many one 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 calls would be made? Yeah. Depends who's who's working. Um, so at any one time, let's just use averages here. So at any one time, there could be between eight call handlers across the whole country uh, to possibly sixteen call handlers. And then if each call handler is taking an average of sixty to ninety calls each shift, you know you're looking at several hundred. Every 12 hours, thousands every day. Um, and yeah, and it's so what happens when you ring? What happens when you ring 111 and it goes, The line is currently busy. Can you please hold? Yeah, please leave <laughs> a message. Do that or not? <laughs> please leave a message and an ambulance will be with you as soon as possible. Um, no, so you get through to the spark operator. The spark operator obviously asks you, Do you want fire, police, or ambulance? 
you tell them what you want and they'll just put you through to us but basically if um, we're overworked which happens a lot there is a queue that forms and uh, yeah. you, you do actually go into a queue uh, until your phone call is answered, which is unfortunate, but uh, we try and get to the calls as quickly as we can. And, and basically the spark operator will just keep checking in to make sure everything's all right and just telling you, look, it is quite busy. Uh, they will get to your call. And we have a process in place where if we do have a queue starting to form, because we can see it on a big screen in the, um, in the call centre, we can see how many calls are queuing and we can see how many calls are being taken at the moment is that we have a process where we can shorten the current call that we're taking so that we can get on to the next one Um, because for every single call obviously we want the caller to tell us what's happening then there's a question process based on what they've told us but we can we do have a process to cut the questioning short is it Um, it like Harden up, you'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is. It's, it's just as soon as we uh, send the job through to the dispatchers, that's when we just end the call and say, look, we're organising help. Call us back if anything happens again. Uh, otherwise, we'll be with you as soon as we can. And we cut out maybe half the questions we have to ask. So we don't get as much yep. information through into the system because we can see there's a queue. And obviously, it's quite important to be able to answer every call that comes through. You know, especially if there's a call that's fifth in the queue and it might be someone who's had a cardiac arrest. You know, so obviously every call is important and we want to get to them as fast as we can, yeah. So it happens, but we have processes to try and speed it up to get the queues down. Uh, I always wondered what would happen eh, if you're rung up and it's like, please hold the line. Yeah, yeah. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> it. it does. It does happen. I'm believing yeah. the dead here. <laughs> it does. It does happen. Unfortunately, it's just the nature of the game. I mean, the medical, you know, the medical side of things. We're getting back-to-back calls for the entire shift. You know, we may have a little bit of downtime every now and again, but it's just incredible for a country of 5.2 million. Uh, how many calls actually are coming through at any one time? Yeah, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, there were only six of us looking after the whole country. Yeah, yeah, it was, That's it was, yeah, it was crazy. But um, you know, you've just got to get on with it, really, and do your best. But I mean, St yeah. John are looking to hire more people at the moment. They're going to start another course soon. So if anyone's interested, then uh, by all means. Does that answer your question? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just always been curious, eh? It's just to know what would happen if, especially if there was like a massive disaster in it where they just got overwhelmed. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, COVID was a prime example of that. Obviously, I wasn't there for COVID, but I've heard stories from a lot of my colleagues who were working during COVID, and every call that came in just was, I've got COVID, blah, 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 and there was actually a new procedure put in place for COVID calls, so that was really, the yeah. it was inundated, and you can imagine how much COVID took over the country. Yeah, yeah, shit, yeah. Someone down your way won lotto on the weekend. Yeah, so I know. Fifteen it million. You, you might have won fifteen million. You might have been retired now. Well, this is <laughs> that because I, I do buy a ticket when it gets up there. Obviously, it's not for everyone, but I don't give a shit about that. I'll, I'll buy a ticket, and I've got the same numbers that I use all the time. I've got a saved ticket, and I'll just keep buying the numbers over and over again, in the hope right. in the hope that one day they might come out. But um, anyway, yeah, check my numbers. Was a no go. I got four bonus lines. Which in itself is shit, because if you buy the Powerball line, which obviously is six numbers in the Powerball, and you win bonus lines, it gives you six numbers without the Powerball on the bonus ticket. Yeah, Sting you know, gay. It's fucked. But anyway, um, <laughs> once, I, once I won these four bonus lines, my wife actually bought a ticket as well. And I could just see her over the other side of the room just looking at her phone, and suddenly her phone went, da-da-da-da-da-da, you know, the little lotto tune that plays with your win? <laughs> 
And I said yeah. to her, so, uh, you know, spill. She was like, you weren't meant to hear that. <laughs> and I thought, so what's going on then? Did you win big? She's like, I'm not fucking telling you. <laughs> Come on. And she won a couple of bonus lines as well, so it wasn't actually. <laughs> yeah. And they get you too because I won, I think I won like 50-something bucks a oh, month yeah. or so ago. And they put it straight onto your, onto your account, you know. On your lotto like, account. Oh, I'll, just, I'll just buy another lotto ticket. The next, yeah. oh, I'll just buy it and the next thing you know, it's all gone. You're like, damn it, lost all of it. Well, that's it, eh? Because yeah, like, the most I've ever won is $100 in lotto. And there is a place on their website you can go to to actually have the money paid into your bank account. But when I yeah. went to do that, and this was probably five years ago, and when I went to do that, it just crashed and wouldn't let me do it. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> fucking handy, isn't it? Yeah, they probably do it on purpose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So I think it'll went back into Lotto eventually. It was almost like um, what was it? Melbourne Cup a couple of years ago. I decided to open up a TAB account just so I could put some bets down on the horses, and I haven't used the account again since. But I did win. I was successful and actually won. Uh, you know, a few few hundred dollars on the Melbourne Cup. And so yeah. I tried to withdraw the money from the TAB account because I don't want to get stuck into TAB. I don't, it's not my thing. But uh, I couldn't withdraw the money. It just wouldn't <laughs> let me do it. So I thought, okay, well, I'll just leave it in there, wait till the next year's Melbourne Cup and then put it on the horses again and just like it, no big loss, I guess, if it all disappears, which it ended up doing. <laughs> I lost it yeah. all. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a ploy by these companies that... Oh, of course it is, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's like Air New Zealand, mate. I tried to book some tickets on Air New Zealand last night and um, when it came to actually paying, because I had quite a few Air New Zealand airpoints to use up, when it came to actually paying, um, it said, you cannot use your airpoints to pay for this. You need to blah, blah. So I went back through the whole process, made sure everything right, and went to do it again and it wouldn't let me do it. And I had this the last time too. I had this... Uh, cup on 2019, I think it was, when I had a heap of points to use up yeah. and um, I wanted to use them and it fucking wouldn't let me. And I had to actually ring in New Zealand and they were like, oh, sorry, and, and but it does it every time. And they do it on purpose to stop people using. It's yeah. a fucking have, man. It's almost, it's it's, in some ways, is it is almost illegal because they can't, because like air points in theory are like legal currency, aren't they? I was going to do it tonight, but I've run out of time. So I got to do it tomorrow. Went fishing today. Oh, you did? Yeah, me. I got up this morning and Aaron had oh the golf the Ambrose golf tournament was today. Remember the the golf tournament? Yeah, yeah. So Aaron was out there with the daughter and oh, and, you didn't uh, play today? Nah, couldn't get into a team. I'm not really drinking at the moment. I'm just trying to get in shape again and mm. lay off the piss for a while a little bit. Really? Yeah. We got up this morning. I thought it was quite nice. And me and Blake thought stuff. We'll go fishing. So we picked up the old man on the way up the coast. And, Spend the day out there and had a good fish. It was actually good. We got 14 good snapper and eight car wash. Really? So, but then, yeah, as soon as we got home, Blake said, oh, I don't feel very well, and then went to the toilet. And, oh. <laughs> so, luckily, he didn't spew on the boat. Not delayed seasickness or anything? No, nah, it was a stomach bug. He's, been, he's, mm. crook, he's still crook now, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I had another good mate of mine from Thames, Gareth. I used to serve with him on the volunteer fire brigade there, and he was out on his boat today, and he shared some photos, and fuck me, he got some donkeys, eh? Big, There's big some big fish out there at the moment, eh? Yeah. Down that deep water. Man, the bite of the fish out there was unbelievable today. Like everywhere you looked, there were schools of kawai. Um, on the depth sounder, everywhere you went, there was just fish on the bottom everywhere, eh? Mm. So we just stopped at some random 
couple of, at a random spot in the end and just put a bit of burley in and just started boom picking up big snapper so well maybe that's maybe that's where your son could have had a spew over the side and put a bit of burley out for you yeah <laughs> we had an earthquake down in Christchurch on Saturday and I know there's I, that, yeah. I know there's been a big swarm up in the North Island like Taupo Kawarau recently but this was a good one on Saturday it was 20 kilometres northwest of Akaroa which is just on the um, Banks Peninsula that just pokes out the side of the South Island there halfway down um, they say it was a 4.7 about 5 k's deep but in I, I was sitting at work at the time and I was in the middle of a call and the building we work in is actually an earthquake like a majorly earthquake safe building I think it's rated to uh, I, forgive me I don't remember the scale exactly but I think it's rated let's just say it's rated to a 10 which is like the top of the safety scale yeah. when it comes to buildings because if there is another major earthquake like there was over 10 by 11, 12 years ago that that building is actually supposed to be the safest one in the city because that's where the emergency services are going to base themselves. Anyway, so we're sitting there. I was sitting there taking a call when this earthquake came in, and uh, holy fuck, mate, the building shook like a bastard. And because the <laughs> because and I said to them, you know, why do we feel it so much more in here? And it's and because I'm not used to it. And um, they say that the building is actually on rollers. Oh, I heard something about that when I was down there, yeah. Yeah, so when it shakes, the building actually moves more because it is being rolled around. Oh, And um, I thought that's actually pretty bloody clever technology, to be honest, because it would be quite hard to bring down a building that's sitting on rollers. Yeah, it goes, whee! <laughs> yeah. <a> little <laughs> So, yeah, it was a good shake. And, like, you know, we've talked about this on previous podcasts where there have been earthquakes, and I'm just like, I never feel them. Yeah, I just seem yeah. to have this thing like everyone around me says, "Did you feel the earthquake?" No, fuck off, I didn't. But I felt, <laughs> but I felt this one. And uh, yeah, it was a good, good one. It was a four point seven five k's deep. I mean, five k's deep in the grand scheme of things is not that deep for a quake. No, how uh, what did, did you shake the building like a ducka 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 ducka, and that was it? <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't. It wasn't really a shake like that. It was just more of a roll. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it was almost one of those where you're like. Was that what I thought it was? And I'll just recall, because I was busy. I was in the zone taking a call at the time, but I just recall everyone around me because I'm surrounded by paramedics and dispatchers and uh, heaps of people. And suddenly I just, at the same time it happened, I remember hearing this audible, ooh, you know, because <laughs> everyone was like, here we go, time for a ride. And um, yeah, so it got a bit of reaction from the office there. And that's when you're like, oh, yeah, okay, that was a shake. The last thing that Canterbury needs is any more earthquakes, though. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I reckon soon Canterbury is going to be one of the safest cities to have a building in. But I mean, I don't yeah, well, they're rebuilding the whole bloody city centre, aren't they? Yeah, well, that's it. It's the city centre I'm talking about. I mean, there's people out there, and even a colleague of mine who I graduated with from the course that I did to be a call handler. His house has only just been looked at now by earthquake surveyors. Really? Um, and they've only just figured out that there's a lot of shit wrong with his house, and it may very well have to be bold. I mean, we're talking 11, 12 years later, and there's people who are still needing their houses looked at and assessed. We, um, we had Chloe's birthday the other day, because she had a sleepover on Friday night, but her birthday was uh, middle of last week. But last weekend, we um, decided, bugger it, we'll take her, and she could bring one of her friends who went to Rainbow's End. I haven't, honestly, mate, I haven't been to Rainbow's Inn in 20 years. So It's good. And it was actually really good. Yeah. They've actually improved it a lot, eh? There were some cool new rides there. And they've got some nice roller coasters there too. Yeah, the roller coaster's still the same one, but it was actually, you must have had a lot of maintenance done on it because it was pretty good still. 
went on the log flume. That's had a big revamp, hey, all new themes inside it. And oh, yeah. It was quite cool. That's always good. Cart always. ride, the old little mine cart, remember that thing? Yeah, it always brings the bloody kid out in there, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah oh, I'm the biggest kid ever. <laughs> and uh, I managed to convince Chloe, I said to her, all right, we're going to go on the fearful, you know, that big drop one. Oh, yeah. And uh, I said, and she didn't want to go on. I said, look, I'll pa- you go on, I'll give you five bucks. So I had to bribe her in the end, managed to get her on it. <laughs> she was terrified, but she got on it and did it. So that was pretty cool. I was quite proud of her for that one. Yeah, I remember when I went to the UK, uh, I was at Alton Towers. Have you been to yeah. Alton Towers? They've got no, a... I never went. I went to Thorpe Park, not Alton Towers. Ah, right. Yeah, or maybe it was Thorpe Park I'm talking about. They've got one of those Fear Falls. And yeah. I remember I went on it, and my wife was, uh, she didn't go on it. And she was filming. Oh, no, she went on it with me, actually. And a friend of ours was filming using my wife's phone. And uh, anyway, we listened back afterwards. And uh, actually, when the thing dropped, I, I screamed. I actually let out this fucking <laughs> audible. Sp- this is back in 2008. And anyway, we looked back at the video afterwards, and the only fucker you could hear screaming was me. <laughs> <laughs> Like a big girl. Yeah, I know. I was like, I fucking love rides like that. I think it was just like, because I'd never been on it before, it just, the, the sudden the sudden drop just made me uncontrollably yelp. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go, yoo-hoo. Oh, it just sounded silly, and uh, yeah, it was the only fucking noise recorded on the phone at the time. It does give you the shits, though, eh? When, when you're up at that height, next thing you know, you're just free-falling. Poof. Mm. Yeah, a bit unnerving. I saw a video on social media recently of one of those things that uh, actually ended up, you know, that took the people up it. But when it came down, it didn't stop. Oh, really? Yeah, it didn't that stop. That would not be good. And so it hit the ground and bounced a little bit. Oh, that, that would not have been good. No. I went on one in Australia, right? That's over twice the height of that one in Auckland. In Auckland. Oh, really? Dream World, yeah. That's the giant drop it's called. That one scares the shit out of you because it's, it's so ridiculously high. Yeah. Because they do have a safety thing on them that if they don't stop, they've got big hydraulic rams with rubber ends on them. Yeah. I mean, it would be better than hitting the ground at 100 miles an hour, but it's still, they're only like a metre and a half high, so they design so that if it hits it, yeah, it acts like a cushion. They shouldn't fail, though, way eh, those things, because they're electromagnetic. So yeah, the, well, only way, the only way it works is the... Um, the magnets have to be yeah have no power so yeah it's, it's the way it works even if the power goes off the magnets will work yeah all right so watch this is it the spinny thing <laughs> oh that's called having a broken spine it is yeah several injured no one dead but yeah fell from 50 feet and didn't stop at the bottom that's shocking eh yeah fuck that's terrible i'd hate to be honest probably why i screamed because i was picturing that happening yeah, but those ones, I would say that ride would be um, cable-driven. So it's probably got, like, counterweight system in it where it, it actually breaks the counterweight or something like that, you know, if it don't. So I would say when it – because you see it drop a little bit and then it drops. So it probably dropped and then it probably had old cables. It probably broke the cables and poof, away it went. So Explained the engineer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my daughter Mia has um, – and, and my older daughter Ashlyn, they're going through this phase at the moment of wanting these, like um, – almost like vines that you can buy and just stick them up on the wall in your room but the vines themselves are just like lights leds oh yeah yeah yeah. so yeah so they're themed on leafy vines that you might find on the side of a house or a fence or whatever but they're actually just strings of lights and they're actually quite cool when they're hung up and my youngest uh, my middle daughter mia she's she's got a pretty decent one up and 
it's got a set of little clear pegs. So she's got a little Polaroid camera. And when she takes photos with it, she can just literally peg them onto her light vine, if you like. Yeah. And I've got a chuckle. I mean, she's got heaps of photos up there from her Polaroid camera of her and her friends and, you know, and things that are important to her. But she, <laughs> the thing I had to laugh at was when I looked at, or I was looking at all the photos, and I looked at one photo, and she's got a photo of the vine hanging <laughs> up on the vine. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Vineception. I thought maybe she's just getting a bit happy with the Polaroid camera because you know that when the kids get new cool things like that. Uh, Being creative. Yeah, they, they, yeah they, they, there's a lot of novelty there, eh? So they tend to go a little bit crazy with it. And she thought, well, okay, I'm going to take a photo of the thing that I can hang my photo on. And um, it, must be a, um, it must be a thing for the kids at the moment because Chloe's got one of those little Polaroid cameras, eh? And she's been going on about wanting these vines to hang in her room. Mm. I don't know what the hell she was on about it, but it must be those. I actually wonder if it's got anything to do with TikTok. Because TikTok uh, seems to probably. be such a fucking, you know, seems to be a uh, a thing that gives the kids all these ideas and uh, inspires yeah. them to do stupid shit. <laughs> so I got home from work today and my uh, toddler had had a bath. And I've got to say, bath time is just a nightmare. <laughs> have, you, <laughs> have you ever seen videos of people trying to bath cats? <laughs> does that paint a picture <laughs> yeah. yeah it does yep. oh let me out clawing everything <laughs> <laughs> um, don't get me wrong she enjoys having a play in the water but then you know it's, when it's time to wash the hair that's yeah. when you're just like this kid just me. turns into what a neanderthal <laughs> child would have been like I think. she just goes yeah. all I liked your, I liked your text earlier on what did it say <laughs> Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> depending on when my fe- my feral toddler goes to bed. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Oh yeah, because he said, "Yeah, we're still meeting tonight." I said, "Yeah, just be prepared for a tad later, depending when my feral toddler goes to bed." So she'd been in the bath, and um, you know, and th- th- just coming to washing the hair that is like that is just a nightmare. And because bathrooms, obviously, the sound in the general and in, in you know in your stereotypical bathroom reverberates quite well. Yeah. Um, and my wife had done the bathing before I got home from work, and obviously she's in very close proximity to said toddler. And it's very loud, and it's it's amplified <laughs> a lot more in a bathroom. Uh, yeah. The sound echoes off the walls and comes back at you at a million miles an hour. So you actually get the full effect of a full orchestra coming from one little mouth. And <laughs> anyway, so my wife and I were talking about it earlier, and we were like, do you know what? Because the screaming is so terrible when we wash her hair, we should probably actually warn the neighbours before we do it. <laughs> because, honestly, our neighbours, and you, you've met my neighbours, we went over there for a beer when you were here last. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and yeah. you know where their deck is? Uh, yeah. they've, they've got, I don't know if, we, if they had it when you and I were there having a beer with them. they got a spa pool there now. So... For them, that's their sanctuary. That's where they like to go and chill. It's a private spot. There's no eyes on them. It's just, you know, it's nice for them. But it's right opposite our bathroom window. And I just thought, shit, if they're in their spa pool trying to relax and we decide to wash the feral toddler, they're not going to have a good time. Uh, so I'm just thinking, I uh, maybe it's worth just warning the neighbours every time we're about to bath the toddler because they're going to be a bit worried. If that even other neighbours, they're going to be a bit worried when they hear this. Someone's been murdered, screaming. Yeah. <laughs> 
suddenly we get a knock on the door from the cops and uh, yeah, I got, a, I got a similar story from today about things you don't really want your neighbours to hear. Mm-hmm. I was outside, I was filleting the fish, and Blake was up in the bathroom. I had the window open, but he's a um, he's a Bergeson chunderer. Oh. So he's uh, he's uh, he's yeah, he spews like I do in my old man, and uh, we're we're really really noisy vomiters. And he was up in the toilet up there, and all the neighbours have got a whole bunch of people over. They on like a Sunday sometimes have a whole lot of people come over. And they're all over, and they they all gone. Luckily, they're all gone around the back of the house. But then I stand there filling the fish, and all I could hear coming from inside was Blake at the like ninety decibel chunder coming out of the house. So <laughs> it was so funny. I was trying not to laugh. I thought you poor little bugger, but he's going. Uh, yeah, and and that's it. I, I know Blake. He can he can be quite dramatic a lot of the time, can he? Yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. He's gotten a lot better actually. Yeah, he's yeah. pretty good now. Yeah, yeah, I can just imagine it that way. Far out. Imagine if the cops turned up. Yeah, um, yeah. We've we've just had some witnesses to the sound of a murder. Can you explain what's happening? Ah, uh, it's just my kid. Yeah, just my kid being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they get calls like that, though. They probably do. Oh, you've got to wonder. <laughs> you've got to wonder. If anyone's a cop, let us oh. know. Yeah. <laughs> you fancy a dad joke off? Oh, yeah. Dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. I just watched a program about beavers. It was the best damn program I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> damn. Now, there's supposed to be a new time travel movie coming out next year. It was pretty good. Uh. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> okay, as you were. you got too many things to play with on your little button push oh, thing. No, mate, it's good. I don't use it enough, actually. What lies at the bottom of the ocean and twitches? I don't know. A nervous wreck. <laughs> I'm joking, that was good. <laughs> uh, just pulling your tits. Um, my local bakery has got plans to start making deliveries with drones. That sounds a bit pie in the sky for me. <laughs> I just came across my wife's Tinder profile and I am so angry about her lies. She is not fun to be around. <laughs> uh, oh dear wouldn't that be a worry if you uh, no, it'd be worrying if you went on tinder in the first place and then even worse if you see your wife on there yeah i've read actually i've read stories about that how couples have gone on to dating apps like that and they've met each other anonymously and when they've caught up with each other for a date it's actually been oh fuck it's my <laughs> wife <laughs> Uh, oh, well, this must mean we're meant to be together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, what happened when the blue ship and the red ship collided at sea? They made a purple ship. <laughs> <laughs> Their crews were marooned. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't need a parachute to go skydiving, did you know that? You need a parachute to go skydiving twice. <laughs> 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 That's very true. Well, today a man knocked on my door and he asked for a donation for the local swimming pool. So I gave him a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> As I get older, I remember the people I lost along the way. 
Maybe my budding career as a tour guide was not the right choice. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what's the difference between in-laws and outlaws? (laughs) Outlaws are wanted. (laughs) 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 Do you want to hear one more dirty one? Go on then, bonus joke, bonus joke. Bonus joke, it's similar to that one. What's the difference between a golf ball and a G spot? <laughs> um, I don't know. One's easier to hit hole in one with. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty close. Men will actually go searching for a golf ball. <laughs> dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. Actually, there's a good point there. Because, uh, you know, you and I have played golf a fair bit. We've lost a couple of balls on the way around. But I play golf sometimes every other Friday with some of my colleagues in the Volunteer Fire Brigade. And many times I've gone to the golf course and I've lost a ball. I found it, but then I've come out with four other ones as well. (laughs) It's always worth it, eh? Yeah, honestly, finding a golf ball is like finding a piece of gold, isn't it? It's like, yeah, it's finding treasure. Yeah. Treasure hunting. It is. Ooh, Here's one. Um, actually, one I use all the time is uh, it's a beautiful ball, actually. I found it half buried in a bush. And when I pulled it out and gave it a clean on the proper old golf ball cleaner on the course, it was a beautiful, pristine Nike ball, yeah. so, you know, with a proper black Nike swoosh on it, the legit Tiger yeah. Woods type shit. And I tell you what, man, I, I, I've no word of a lie. I played some damn good shots with that ball. Must be a uh, must be a good luck charm. Yeah, I think so, mate. Yeah, I mean, because I'm not the greatest golfer in the world, but holy shit, I've played some good games with that one Nike swoosh ball, thanks to Tiger Woods. You and I tend to play better when we uh, have a couple of drinkies on the way around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or maybe we think we do. No, no, we do. <laughs> yeah, we definitely do. <laughs> yeah, we do. I've actually broken a golf club. Um, my three iron. Oh yeah, what are we doing? Because I like the three iron. And I didn't get angry with it. I just, I think maybe you know one too many. Uh, you know when you go, when you go to hit with your three iron, for instance, or any of your irons, and you know how you scuff the ground really hard. Divots. Yeah. Yeah. You just you just completely underestimate where your ball <laughs> is when you swing. Yeah. I think my golf club had just given up after a few too many of those and, uh, yeah, just split diagonally right up the face of the thing. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's well and truly gone now. So that's a bugger. So I've got quite a mismatched golf set now because I've had to replace various clubs and had to buy various buy, clubs. Did and, you go and buy a new three, three iron? No, nah, I will, though. Probably get a second-hand one from a car boot, so you're always bound to pick up a decent one there. Did you hear about my golf clubs I brought cause when I was going to do the – I used them once. I don't know whether I was playing with you. It might have been when I was playing with you. I can't remember. Um, I don't think I've ever known you to have your own golf clubs. No, nah, because I brought a set, and it was for some reason we went and did something. I can't remember. Um, and I paid – it was at like the Seagull Centre, and they had all these old golf clubs there, so yeah. I picked through them and picked the best, best out that I could find to make up a set. Yep. And I went and took them all up, big handful of them. I just took them up to the counter <laughs> to see the guy. And I said, how much for these? And he goes, oh, 10 bucks. <laughs> Are you serious? I paid 10 bucks for like a full set of golf. They're all like old ones that people have used. And yeah, there's a few still. good ones in amongst them, but it was quite yeah. funny, eh? 10 bucks. Yeah, well. Sweet, that's me. Well, that's it. I mean, if you get some of them rehandled, you know, it's quite cheap to do. Yeah, if I ever took up golf, though, I'd probably just look around for a decent secondhand set or something. Yeah. I don't, I'm not that mad keen on it. I'm more into the Ambrose tournaments and the 
fun rounds. You know, when you you and you and I used to go over and just have a fun round with Bryson at that time. Yeah, that's cool. right. Yeah, playing at Cooks Beach, hammered. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Adds to the fun. So good. So at the end of the last podcast, we were talking about this. Remember how we um, we were just like, you know, get the thoughts, get the thoughts going, get the old creative juices flowing. What things don't take as long as they seem to take? You know what I mean? Like when you're doing a plank at the gym and you're doing it and you think, fuck, that's a three-minute plank. It's got to be. And you look and it's only been 10 seconds. Or, <laughs> or, or when you're at the petrol station. And that, and you, oh, and, that's right. And you, you put it on automatic fill. And the last dollar takes so fucking long. Believe it or not, I was thinking about this the other day, but I was I was thinking about this podcast thing. I'm sure there's something I'm supposed to remember. Mm-hmm. And I was standing at the pump filling up my car, and I'd put like 60 bucks just to fill up my U because I don't really use it that much. And I was filling it up, and it got to that last dollar, and it started going really slow, and I was like, fuck, that's annoying. <laughs> and it still didn't click with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know we occasionally set ourselves homework that we don't do, and that's fine. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and I think what was the other one I said? Oh, when your wife is explaining something to you that you already know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that takes yeah, that yeah. takes for fucking ever. Exactly. I'll be. I'll be. Does blunt. your wife go off on tangents like mine does? Um, like she starts talking about something and then like she's trying to get to a point and you know that point's getting close and then she just goes off on a tangent and starts <laughs> going somewhere else with it and no, you're like, oh, God, this is another half an hour, this. No, I can't <laughs> I can't say that my wife does that, but when she does talk to me, and, I, you know, I love her heaps, and I'm just going to say this now, um, is that sometimes when, when, when she talks to me, she, she does take too long to get to the point and... <laughs> And I have this thing where I like short and snappy, get to the yeah. point. This is something that's always been drummed into me on the radio, yeah? So yeah. if you're like a radio listener, for instance, you want the announcer to get to the point of the story fast. I don't know, we fucking fail at that on this podcast. But I know, we're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is in radio is to be short, snappy, to the point. And, and because that's been so drummed into me for so long, I have this thing where if my wife is talking for too long, I start thinking about getting on with other things and I'm not listening to half of what she's telling me. And then <laughs> and then she'll be like, so what do you think? And I'm just like, fuck, um, yes. <laughs> and she'll be like, good, we're doing that tomorrow then. And if, anyway, the other point is is that I have this thing and I, I admit that I do it and I think it's a bit rude sometimes, but because my mind wanders and I'm thinking I've got to do the next thing now, so get to the point, wifey, is that I start walking away when she's talking to me, but I'm still sort of got my head turned over my shoulder as if I'm still listening yeah. to what she's saying, hoping that she will take that hint to fucking wrap it up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I do that quite a bit. But no, I mean, she does. She talks to me about things, but sometimes doesn't get to the point quite fast enough that it always. The one my wife does that really annoys me is she she won't say any. She might say something to me while I'm in the room, and then and then I and then you got part of the story, and then you you don't hear anything out of it. But then you, you leave the room and you walk down the hallway, and then you hear this. It's gonna come now from the other end of the house. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking what? <laughs> Yeah, and you got to walk all the way back the other end of the house, and she tells you what she said. Yeah, while we're on that tangent, actually, this is not this isn't just my wife, but it's happened so many times with like members of my family or friends, and they can fucking see that I've got headphones on, 
So I must be listening to something. Yet you can just see them like, like, what the fuck? What? So you you lift your headphones off and just give them this fucking visual sign that you are fucking listening to something and you didn't hear them. Yeah. And yet then you put your headphones on once you've acknowledged what they've got to say to you and then they start fucking talking to you again. It's like, fucking pause what I'm doing. (laughs) What? It's another pet peeve of mine. That happened all the time in radio, actually. I've had, I've had a boss in the past who would just keep coming into the studio when we were recording shit. It's like, did you not see the red light? The fact that we're talking with our headphones on. You know, that kind of shit fucking annoys me. But anyway. Yeah. Because yeah, then you've got to start again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But this is it. Sharpen to the point, please. Whoever's listening, apart from what we talk about on this podcast, I'm just saying, if you're yeah. talking to me in general day-to-day life... Hurry the fuck up with it. <laughs> I can get on with it. Mm. But see, you and me can get away with it because we know how each other works. And, um, you know, and our stories can be pretty damn good, uh, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, we just wander off on weird tangents. Yeah, we do, but do. it's easier when you've got a beer in your hand. Yeah. It's funny, eh, how what you and I can yarn like that, but then when other people talk to us and it takes too long, we kind of like, I can get to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's fucking good mm. alright mate well I'm going to go and uh, see what the old missus is up to okay I'll all go and see what my wife's doing I have no idea son's probably still spewing hopefully not hopefully he's gone to sleep and he's alright yeah fingers crossed hope he's better mate alrighty well I'll uh, I'll be in touch and uh, I will probably hopefully see you in a week and a half absolutely mate looking forward to it see ya night night